Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Monday morning. What a great day. What's going to be a great week. Lots going on this week. And we want to learn, continue to learn from the Word. We come here every day to learn from the Word of God. We want to be strong for the Lord. And you don't get strong by uh, just snacking on the Word of God once a week or even gorging on the Word of God once a week. We need to get it regularly in our lives. That's why we do this. I hope that during this new fall and school year, as new routines are starting, I hope you'll make it a plan to come here every day and uh, be in the Word. It will make a difference in your life. I guarantee that. We're in 2 Corinthians right now, and there's this very interesting, somewhat strange passage that Paul brings up here. And, and he's in this context, what's happening is Paul is comparing himself with false apostles who have come into the Corinthian church, and they're teaching false doctrines. And he's concerned about it, and he's, he's comparing himself, and he's not only comparing what he teaches, but he's comparing his life against those false apostles. This is important. When we discern what's good, right, and true, you don't only judge the message, you also judge the messenger. Now, this is often taught against, this idea is taught against in our modern education. It's, it's called an ad hominem argument that, that no, don't, don't evaluate the messenger, only evaluate the message. But we all do it. We all know that if someone like is a creep or a jerk or something, or if they've got a vastly different worldview than us, we, we're suspicious of what they say because we consider the source. But in considering the source, what it means is we, uh, we, we're suspicious, but we ultimately do attack the argument as well. But be, beware, he's saying. He said in chapter 11 that Satan himself disguises himself as an angel of light. It's not surprising if his ministers, these false apostles, false teachers, would also disguise themselves as good people, gospel workers, as, as uh, those who would be Bible teachers. Beware of this. Beware of those who come looking good, but they're not teaching the Word. <clears throat> anyway, on to today's message. Paul's comparing himself, and he's talking about some of the things he'll boast in and some of his successes and some of his evidences that he's truly an apostle. But he also goes on then to say that, that he had these incredible things that God used him. Jesus appeared to him at his salvation. God took him up into the heavens and, and showed him things that no man can repeat or talk about. And because of these surpass, the surpassing greatness of these revelations, what happened? Paul tells us here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, he says this, Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself... There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Now that's this is a really interesting verse. What is this? Who is this messenger of Satan? What, what was that like? Well, first of all, we don't really know what the messenger was. Some people believe it was a physical ailment. He talked about at different to the Galatians, he talked about you'd pluck out your eyes to have given, to, given them to me if you were able, implying that maybe Paul had some kind of <clears throat> ailment with his eyes. 
Others tend to think, and I and I would lean this way, the immense persecutions that he had. I mean, people followed him from city to city, town to town. Wherever he went, the word spread, and it just seems like he was constantly being persecuted, constantly being opposed. And he wanted his message to go out clearly, and it was just wherever he was, he was being opposed and beaten and so forth. I lean towards that latter one, but the truth is we don't really know. The Bible doesn't tell us what this messenger of Satan is, and perhaps it doesn't tell us because we would only think then that there was a certain type thing where God is at work and uses these messengers. Truth is, Satan can send different types of messengers to attack us. Wait a minute, you say, Satan? Well, I think some things we need to see here, first of all, are very, very important. Number one, the devil, the devil is real, and the devil's a destroyer. Something was coming after Paul from Satan. Something was coming after him that was painful, hurtful, destroying him, seeking to destroy his ministry seeking to destroy his life. Friends, we talk here a lot about God and the Bible, and because of that, we do talk a fair amount about our spiritual enemy. I think most of us, we see evil in the world. We see things that that, that concern us and bother us. Sometimes we're a little slow to realize the source of all this. We live in a fallen world, and the devil is real. And the devil seeks to destroy. <clears throat> John 10.10, Jesus said, he, the, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He, Jesus said he came to give life. The devil doesn't build things up. He tears things down. He'll want to tear down you. He'll want to destroy your relationships. He'll want to destroy thing, the, the people you love. He'll want to destroy your health. He'll want to destroy your money. He'll want to destroy your church, your family, your business. He wants to destroy our country. When you see destruction, we want to, it should bother us. It should concern us. It should uh, tell us something's wrong, and it should tell us that there's an enemy who's gaining some ground here. And I want to encourage you that in, in our modern-day world, we tend to not take the devil seriously enough. We tend to not realize that, you know, our, our finances are in shambles. We tend to not realize, did is the devil trying to destroy my money? Well, I think he does. Maybe our health is in shambles. We say, is the devil trying to destroy my health? Well, I think so. You're, you're, you're the temple of God. God gave you a body. Your body's to be holy, dedicated to God. He wants to destroy it your family, your church, your country, all these things. And we've got to realize, we've got to put the blame, we've got to, to, to aim our anger and our energy towards the real enemy. God does. God's doing battle. We've got to realize that even though our God is sovereign, the power of Satan is real. And he aims it at the people of God, the children of God. And so Paul was this messenger of Satan was coming after him and was causing real harm. Paul said earlier, he said, I prayed to the Lord, I beseeched the Lord three times 
that God would take it away, and he didn't. There's only three prayers in the whole Bible that were unanswered. This is one of them. Also, when Jesus prayed, the cup would be taken away from him in the Garden of Gethsemane. That prayer was unanswered. When David prayed, Lord, save my son who's sick and dying, that prayer. Three of the most spiritual people in the Scripture were the three people who had prayers who were unanswered. David, Jesus, Paul. And God had a higher purpose in each case. So Paul didn't like this messenger. He was praying it would be gone, and it wasn't. Spiritual warfare and the attacks of the evil one are real. They're painful. They're hurtful. They cause suffering. Be aware. But secondly, notice also that this messenger was sent that Paul would keep from, keep from exalting himself. I mean, he had these great revelations, and God was using him to plant churches, to write Scripture, to do all these things. And Paul says that God sent this, or excuse me, this messenger was sent to keep him from exalting himself. Folks, pride opens the door to the destroyer. God did not want the ministry of Paul to be destroyed. And so God rather allowed the in uh, circumstances and this messenger to keep Paul humble so that Satan would not be able to destroy his ministry. Okay? Do you see that see what's going on here? The messenger from Satan kept Paul humble, it kept him dependent upon God, it kept him aware of his weakness. And he would trust in God and turn to God. If not for that messenger of Satan, Paul would have been susceptible to pride. Pride at all that God had done through him, and it could have destroyed his ministry. Friends, if you are going through certain trials and a messenger of Satan's coming after you, it may just be God is allowing an area of your life to be humble because God has a far bigger ministry plan for you. I've, I've known several people who've done great things for God. I mean, really spectacular ministries. All of them, it seems like there's an area, either private or public, where the devil's coming after them, humbling them, keeping them humble so that their ministry is not destroyed. Should you become proud? Should you become proud? Even great ministries can be destroyed. Great people can be destroyed. This is why when things come, sometimes we don't understand them. Sometimes they're not fair. Sometimes they're false. A lot of the accusations against Paul were false. He was being accused of being a false apostle himself. False accusation. It wasn't true. And he, and he, Lord, stop this stuff that's coming against me. Look at these people who are persecuting me. Look at these people. I don't deserve all this. And yet God was, God was using Paul in such a great way that he allowed this messenger, this evil to come against Paul to keep him humble. And this is the test of pride, the test of, of false accusation, the test that, that, uh, of, of an undeserved trial that can keep us humble because God is doing great things through us. And Paul said when that happens, he realized what was going on. He didn't just fight the people. He realized there's something deeper going on. And that leads pride. If, you, if you're proud here, if you respond in pride, it opens the door for the destroyer to destroy our lives, to destroy our ministries. We cannot allow 
pride to enter our lives. It gives the destroyer room to operate. But finally, we see God uses the good, uses for good what Satan uses for evil. This is, it doesn't happen. We don't see it overnight. But what Paul is saying is because of what Satan was doing, God didn't stop it. He prayed, God, take it away. God didn't stop it. He said, no, no, I'm going to give you more grace. I'm going to, I'm going to use you to overcome those temptations. You, you're going to win, Paul, but winning requires there to be a fight. Your fight's not going to be easy. Your battle's not an easy one. There is a spiritual battle going on. Paul, I'm using you in spectacular ways. The enemy's coming against you. You will prevail. You will win. I will give you grace to overcome, but the battle will be real. And the persecution against you is intense. And because I have great plans for you, great grace will be given, but great opposition will come. We've got to understand the ways of God. We've got to understand how God works. If you see someone going through some intense trials and they're, they're a godly person, they're, God is using them, don't, don't get on the enemy's side and throw out accusations at that person. Realize, wow, God is preparing them for something greater. There's greater grace coming. Be a channel of grace to that person. Be, realize they're under spiritual attack. And you can be a channel and source of God's grace and mercy to that person. These are important things, folks. The battle is real. Don't become proud. Fight the fight of faith. Hum, keep humble before God. And when tr- difficulty comes your way, stand strong in the grace of the Lord. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you today for your great victory over sin, over evil, over the devil. We realize that he's still on the loose. He's still in this world. He's still tempting us. He's still seeking to destroy us. And he goes after everything precious, everything of value. And we thank you, Lord, that that ultimately he cannot touch our soul. Ultimately, Lord, we are your children. Our names are written in the book of life. But as we fight hard, Lord, if we ever face losses, or it seems like he's got the victories, help us, Lord, to call upon you for greater grace and to realize that you have greater victories in store. You may allow us to lose what looks like a small battle, what seems like a big battle, because you want to win the war, and you will win the war with us. Oh, God, give us faith. Might we never lose faith? Help us walk humbly before you, and help us, Lord, to engage in the spiritual battle, to overcome the evil one. Thank you that in Christ, grace is sufficient to overcome the evil one. And I pray, Lord, we'd be engaged in that. Wherever it is today, in our own families, our own temptations, Lord, some of us are fighting health battles. Some of us are fighting battles with our money, our finance. Some of us are fighting battles with our church and our congregation or someone in our church. We're all fighting for our country. We're all fighting for your kingdom. Lord, there's so much evil in our world today. Help us to engage strongly in prayer. Help us to persevere in humility. Help us to walk in your grace. We pray these things wherever wherever the front lines of battle is for us today. Might we engage it fully by the grace of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, folks. Those are our marching orders today. I know you guys are warriors for Christ. Wherever the battle takes you, 
You see, sometimes we see the big, big thing out there and we say, that's boy, we want to win there. But remember, sometimes a little battle that we face, sometimes a little temptation, a little victory we have, trusting God for His grace, sometimes that can be a bigger victory than we realize. It can lead into something really significant. So wherever God has you today, fight the fight of faith. So glad you're with me. If you're new today, welcome. I hope you join us every single day. As I said earlier, we need to get in the Word of God every day if you want to be strong and mighty for God, and that's what we want. You are here every day. I know you're growing. I know God is blessing. I'm blessed by you as well. I always enjoy reading the chat or the the, uh, comments in the description below if you're watching later in the day. So make sure and like like the video, leave a comment, and share with your friends. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.